at any rate, it's put on by the Federation for American Immigration Reform. They're kind enough to invite us. And his president is Daniel Stein, who uh, keeps an eye on this as his living day in and day out, this whole immigration issue. And we wanted to get his thoughts on what he saw yesterday. Dan, good morning. Nice to have you back on the show. Nice to talk to you, Frank. Uh, the first of all, the the meeting yesterday was for me unprecedented. I've never seen a president that that brought the media in to actually televise a a really important session that included members of both parties on a issue like immigration. Well, you know, I mean, Trump's a pretty smart guy. You have to figure that he understands that the dynamics of the issue we're talking about are. You know, that his position has very broad public support, strong borders, enforcement, interior enforcement, E-Verify, make sure American workers get first crack at jobs, um, and deport criminal aliens in particular, suspend amnesty, no amnesty, I mean, all the things he promised. And um, the Democrats in particular, although there are some rogue Republicans, as we know, but the Democrats are pushing, uh, they basically just want amnesty. And... And they don't want any changes, and they want mass immigration, and the more the merrier by whatever means necessary. And so Trump clearly sees an advantage tactically in putting that out there for the public to see. Um, and the, but the problem, of course, is that Trump himself, you know, I was raised uh, under the tutelage of someone who told me you should use language in a very clear and unequivocal way, and people should know what you're talking about. Who was that, Robert De Niro? <laughs> uh, it was a guy named Sidney Swensrud. He was the chairman of Gulf Oil at the time. but. Uh-huh. You know, the bottom line is Trump made statements that lead people to think maybe he's going to accept not, you know, something pretty bad in exchange for not much. I mean, Frankie said he was going to Washington to do all these things and he wasn't going to let the swamp critters run the show. Yesterday he said to the swamp critters, most of them were in the room, were swamp critters, there were a few good guys. Yeah, you guys, whatever you turn, you know, you guys figure it out, get a few others involved and whatever you send me, I'll sign. I don't, I don't remember him campaigning on that whole, I'm going to go to Washington so the Trump swamp critters can send me whatever they want and I'll sign it. So in that way, was, was it disappointing what you witnessed? You might say that, a little disappointing. I mean, Trump is either like the world's most amazing genius, you know, the Muhammad Ali of politics. And you can argue that he may be, having been elected president, having not even served on a local city council. But by the same token, he also may be, you know, a little off the wall. I mean, the the, the notion that he's a disruptor and he he throws people off balance and makes them say things that they really uh, don't mean to say or shouldn't say. I mean, worked beautifully for him in the primaries, and he stood firm on the immigration issue. But but in the end, people remember um, hypocrisy. That if you're going to talk tough and carry a ten-gallon hat and swagger through the primaries on immigration which is the issue he won on, Frank. I mean, that's the reason people switched from Obama in 2012 to Trump in 16 in those blue states that delivered the White House. Well, they're not going to, what are they going to do? I mean, I think Trump jeopardized the chances for the Republicans to retain the House in 18 and probably cost him his own reelection yesterday, if he's not careful, because it doesn't really matter what the Washington Post thinks. It's what Ann Coulter thinks. Yeah, that's an interesting take that uh, he he might have done more to jeopardize his own reelection uh, by going. I, I'm just going to choose this term, going softer on immigration than he was on the campaign trail. 
on the campaign trail. It was the wall, the wall, the wall, and you know we're getting all of their criminals from uh, from Mexico up here, and we've got to stop that, and our people are being endangered. And now there's a there's a much softer tone to it. Well, you used the term a bill of love, which was redolent of George of Jeb Bush's term illegal immigration is an act of love. You remember, right? Bill of love. It sort of trips off the tongue like build the wall or lock her up, but act of love, we didn't hear a lot of that from Trump. But, you know, Jeb Bush was right on Twitter going, yeah, that's what I like to hear, my man. We're talking bipartisan. Well, Frank, bipartisan basically means the Democrats get everything they want and the Republicans don't get anything, right? And so, you know, Goodlatte dropped in a bill yesterday and said, all right, here's a little doc amnesty, but here's all the good stuff. You know, get rid of the lottery, build the wall, in employer sanctions, mandatory verify, get rid of chain migration. It's all right here. Well, you and I both know he's not going to get a single Democratic vote for that in the House. Maybe he'll get one. Now, why should the, why, if, if the Democrats are not negotiating in good faith and are not willing to give the Republicans anything they want, why, particularly now with this court decision yesterday, Frank, right, this Judge Alsip in the Ninth Circuit, a district court judge, suddenly says, Hey, you can't stop DACA. Yeah, it was illegal. Yeah, it was unconstitutional. Yeah, Obama had no authority, but you can't stop it. Okay, well, so if DACA's not going to end, then where's the leverage to get the Democrats to vote for anything Trump wants? And he still needs leverage, doesn't he? Because uh, there's, so there's only leverage. Yeah. You know, Democrats want, they're playing a long ball game, Frank. They're looking to re-engineer the demographics of the country they want to bring in as many people as possible who are poor, poorly educated, and are susceptible to their big government message. Well, we saw that in the memo that the Daily Caller News Foundation uh, found from the uh, the Center for American Progress, uh, John Podesta's old uh, organization, uh, that uh, this memo that said the fight to protect dreamers is not only a moral imperative, it's also a critical component of the Democratic Party's future electoral success. If Democrats don't try to do everything in their power to defend dreamers, that will jeopardize Democrats' electoral chances in 2018 and beyond. So, I mean, that's, that's a... why Trump, not, not that none of us, not that this is a big surprise, but I mean, since the Democrats lost the union vote, since unionized labor disappeared for the most part, they, you know, they've been looking for a new constituency. Now, Trump jeopardized that game plan by taking the issue away from Democrats in the 2016 campaign. And and the beauty of what Trump had done was that he finally took away from the Democrats the idea that uh, you know only the Democrats represent the little guy in the middle class. Well, when Trump sells out to these multinationals on the H-1B and the non-immigrant visa programs, when he sells out on the amnesty and the DACA you know program, rewarding lawbreakers and saying if you stay long enough you'll never have to leave, I mean when he capitulates to these various special interests and then turns around and throws the ball to people like Feinstein. I mean, all those people who said, you know, this is going to be different, well, you know, they got screwed yesterday, and the establishment wing of the Republican Party that's continually sold out the American people on the immigration issue breathed a sigh of relief. And, and Trump is going to have to do a lot of repair to his base based on what happened yesterday if he's going to move forward. Straight talk from Dan Stein, the president of the Federation for American Immigration Reform. Great to have you on the show. Thank you for the time this morning. Sorry for the mix-up on the times. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you uh, in a couple of months, I hope, in Washington. Yeah, we know. We've got that chicken pot pie in the warmer for you, Frank. <laughs> it's my favorite anywhere. It's so good. Uh, at any rate, we'll, we'll look forward to that. Thanks, Dan. We'll talk to you soon.
Thank you, my friend.